Hello, and welcome to the FAM podcast. Today is December 19th, 2019, and our topic for today is eschatology. If you don't know what that is, that's what the stuff of religion that has to do with heaven, hell, and purgatory. And yeah, so our question slash topic for today is what Kevin, my partner in this thing, What's up? and also our other partner, Ziggy Miller, is here with us today. Hello there. And so what is our topic for today, Kevin? Our topic, well, to start off, um, we're going to say what uh, the different portrayals of heaven, hell, and purgatory are, and like how it's seen um, in different works of art or literature or just anything pop culture related. Um, I guess mainly to start off, like in movies, you always see, um, at least from what I've seen, it's always been like this fiery pit of nothing good, which I guess the nothing good part is pretty, pretty uh, understandable. But um, like it's always just fire and lava and just anything that you would consider to be negative. Um, it, whatever it is, it's there and it's not good. Um, it leaves a lot to the mind. Um, it really just encompasses whatever, um, like badness and torture suffering is. Um, and it's just, it's distant from very distant from like anything good in the world. Yeah. And another thing that's probably become more popular throughout the modern time, this is probably the portrayal of hell as like your worst experiences lived over and over again. That's seen a lot in like movies and TV shows and stuff. So, Yeah. And on to um, quickly, if, here's a um, comfort, at least I consider it comfort, is that you are the only person that can send yourself to hell. So, for example, Kevin cannot send me to hell. Liam cannot send Kevin or me to hell. You're the only person who can send yourself to hell by your own action. So take comfort in that in the sense that be good. Like, what's the word? Just, like, be good. Like, go, like, be good in your faith and you'll be fine. Virtuous. Virtuous, that's the word. Yeah, and just like how God gives us all a chance to go to heaven, but we all are the ones who choose to go to hell. And that is a good segue into the portrayal of hell in the catechism, which would be much different from in pop culture. And and this is seen in part one, section two, chapter three, article twelve. Lines 10.33 to 10.37, which, Kevin, if you have found this first. It's essentially a separation from God forever by your own free choice. Like, it's not literally uh, the fire like we mentioned, but it's referenced to as an unquenchable fire. Um, and you're tossed into a furnace of fire by angels, is how it's referred to. Yeah, the imagery on that is very sensational. Well, it may not be literal. It's true. There is definitely like up to interpretation, especially with the Bible, which talks a lot about heaven, hell, and purgatory, um, especially in the in Job, where it talks about darkness a lot, and that's interesting because Jesus is often referred to as the light of the world. So that's interesting how hell is darkness and therefore you're being separated from jesus the light and job uh refers to this in 10 21 to 22 uh chapter 17 verse 13 and chapter 15 verse 23 
I will say that does remind me of um, in our Shakespeare's Dead class, we read the book Paradise Lost. And one of the things they used to describe hell was it was the fire with no light, um, which sounds kind of contradictory. But I guess in this sense, um, if you take light as positivity and goodness, then that makes more sense. Also, from a talk that I've listened to with Father Isaac Mary, you say his name by Rilea. He talks about hell and the way he talks about it. He says that when you fall into hell, you fall in whatever position you fall into, like say I'm on my back with my feet up in the air, you're stuck like that for all eternity. Like whatever position you fall into hell with, you're stuck like that. You can't move at all. And the way hell is, it attacks all five of your senses. So imagine that's pretty scary. So essentially it corrupts you and you can't fix it. Exactly. And you just feel pain for all eternity. That's interesting though, because what we've learned in our faith and morality class is that death is a separation of body and soul. So it's weird that you're, in, if you're in hell, you wouldn't. Would you have your body? And I think it's like after, like at the final judgment, you get your body back. But if you're in hell, it's even worse because you have your body back and you have all five of your senses and you have pain experienced with that body. And the way your body is, like it stinks. It's a basically a rotting corpse. And since you're in hell, and it just smells all so bad. So there's your sense of smell. It's just hell. So at that point, it just goes from spiritual pain to also physical pain as well. To an extent, yes. I guess that makes sense with uh, the Bible and the catechism referring to the fire, which is like that pain. I guess it would be that sizzling and heat and uncomfortable awfulness, which we see in Mark chapter 9, 43 and chapter 9, 48, which refers to fire. And... um, also, the catechism, as referred to, refers to hell with the unquenchable fire. So. Purgatory? Yeah, let's of get course. into purgatory. purgatory. The middle ground. So, um, in pop culture, I think one of the most common ways that purgatory is referred to is, or at least what I've seen in shows and movies and stuff, is like a sort of trial that you're trying to like prove that you're worthy of heaven and trying to get to like the good place, essentially. And there's often like some sort of challenge you have to overcome. There's sometimes a common misconception where purgatory is um, a waiting place where you can go either direction. Um, Sometimes like um, if you're unable to um, right your wrongs or like, um, I guess, uh, purify yourself, if for lack of a better term, um, you would go down to hell. But it's rather just you would stay in purgatory until that point because from there you can only go up. You can't go down. Also, an important concept for this is that purgatory exists outside of time, as does God. So, someone might be in purgatory for what might be considered like a thousand years for God, but to us it can be considered a second, or it could be considered even more than a thousand years. It's just outside of time. So, we have no concept of how long someone can be in purgatory. Yeah, that's kind of a scary concept, that you could just be there in there for, mm-hmm. I don't want to say forever but almost forever maybe like a million years who knows also something else that can be a little scary is that our lady of guadalupe told i think it was jacinta one of the two girls she visited that there was a girl who will be in purgatory until the end of time we don't know what she did but we do know that she'll be in purgatory until the final judgment which is well sad at least 
That's also definitely really scary because if it's a little girl that's in purgatory for forever, what could have been so bad that a little that a little girl did compared to like what a full grown adult has done? And especially like if it was that bad that she's uh, in purgatory for so long, then why like why is she suffering that much? Well, I guess not suffering, but why is like it's so bad, but she's not like condemned to damnation as opposed to being in purgatory so like what is the point where it's so bad that you go to hell or is there is there like a cutting point like a there is there a line you have to cross so to answer your question question kevin this my answer is that until the very second of your death you have a chance to choose god or to choose the devil and until that second the devil is also trying to grab your soul to take it down to hell but so you have until the very last second of your death to choose god which can be a comfort but you have to be honest about it have to be truly sincere. So then, if if it was that bad, and like say she did choose the devil, why didn't she just go to hell as opposed to just staying in purgatory all this time? Because if she can't go down, then um, I guess like why? I don't know. I guess she just chose God last second. She has to be in purgatory for a long time. Just something to think about. Mm-hmm. It's Very interesting though, because like if you're in between choosing God, which is like eternal happiness in heaven. As described in the Catechism, as I said, Part 1, Section 2, Chapter 3, Article 12. And for heaven, it's lines 1023 to 1029. And it refers to heaven as perfectly purified and where you live forever with Christ. And uh, it's the ultimate end and fulfillment of all human longing. So if there is that choice between God and Satan, heaven and hell, what would be the, like not benefit because there is no benefit, but to go in, why would, why would you choose help at that last particular judgment? It's just like, what do you see that you think like it's worth uh, the eternity and damnation for temporary satisfaction, I guess. Also um, about, I keep mentioning father Isaac Marilaya. He's an exorcist. He's great to listen to something he's talked about. in One of his talks is that he has had a personal conversation with the demon. So when you have an exorcist, it's very, what's the word? Um, it's very Spooky. formal. It's very formal. So he has particularly asked uh, demon. You so he said basically along lines of in much more formal. Like, so you chose the devil. Like you chose to go down the hell. It's like yep. And they can't change that decision ever again. They're stuck with that for a journey. Yeah, that's kind of awful. It is, but this decision, I guess. Yep. Oh, and Mary, take comfort that if you go to purgatory, Our Lady will visit you every single, what well, we can consider day since it exists out of time. As I said before, she visits visits you every day in purgatory. That's interesting. How do we like know that she visits us? Because I mean, obviously, we can't talk to people in purgatory. Sure. Um, we know that by the saints. Oh. Especially Saint cool. Thomas Aquinas, he knew a lot. Yeah. And one thing I was always taught about purgatory. Um, well, I guess not necessarily taught, but it was like kind of implied through practice. Um, at my middle school, we would always like every day at the end of our prayers, we would say we would pray for the souls in purgatory. And it was always implied like that. Uh, if we did that, it would help them move on from heaven. So I guess like um, one time a teacher said that like for each soul we pray for, like one of them will get into heaven or something, which I don't really know if it's true, but I guess it was something that um I kind of thought it was good to practice just because like, if I can help them reach their eternal happiness, then I guess I will. And I guess that might also help me in the long run as well. 
definitely does, Kevin, because all you have to do is pray for one of their souls just once, and they'll pray for you for your entire life to reach heaven. So it's very, in a sense, not crazy, but it's like very amazing that that's possible. It all comes full circle. It does. So uh, on to our next topic. <laughs> um, like, why does society have a different viewpoint on eschatology compared to, like, what the church teaches? Like, what is the reason behind this? It could just be, like, the difference in religion throughout the world and everyone everyone's entitled to their own opinion and they own, they all see things differently and they all have different ways of thinking. So I guess it's just um, up to everyone's different mind. And once one idea gets big, then it, like... Um, by one major person, then it starts to spread and more people start to believe that. And it's just um, different, I guess, like factions of thought kind of arise. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree with that, especially in modern times today. People have the incorrect like uh, assertion that science is combative with religion. And therefore, like some people think that there is no afterlife, that you just you're just annihilated. There's just no existence after death. You're just molecules amalgamated together, which is interesting. Depressing. 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 Yeah. It sounds depressing. Yeah. It's so I guess like all that leading up to just nothing. Nothingness. Big oof. But good thing that's wrong. Yes, good thing that right. is wrong because the Bible told us and also the catechism told us. And those are never wrong. I don't know if that's true, but Yes. <laughs> um, so, also, another interesting topic that we have. Would these different views on, so like, from society and us as individuals, would that make it harder for us to get into the actual heaven that the church teaches us about and make it more possible for us, if we hold these views, make it more possible for us to go to hell instead? I guess one of the things we talked about in our class was, like, um, in terms of sin, like how knowledge, um, impacts our responsibility for it. And I guess in this aspect, um, knowledge of these kinds of things also applies here. So I guess it's like the more knowledge you have, the more, um, like held accountable you are as to like where you go. But if you like, if you had like, let's say you had no idea God existed or you didn't really know, it's not like not that you pushed it away but you were just like unaware of the situation, um, then like, I guess um, you're held less accountable for um, how you're going to end up. Or like, um, like if you, if you went against God, but you didn't know God existed, you wouldn't exactly. Um, be held fully responsible. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But um, on another note related to this topic, uh, I was thinking, you know how, like, some people hold that misconception? I know I did until I took, like, more in-depth religion class that heaven will be a place where everything's well perfect, which is right, but it would be more based on pleasure rather than, like, eternal happiness. Like, you would be able to eat ice cream every day, play with puppies for eternity. <laughs> that sounds fun. But uh, I know in class we talked about how if you have an attachment to physical things like ice cream, puppies... Uh, then you, it makes it super difficult for you to go to heaven because you want to choose your material desires over your heavenly desires. 
So I know that comes into play. It's a big no-no. That is a big no-no. And we're looking at puppy ice cream now. That's okay. <laughs> hey, you brought it up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, but what we should want then is to be with Christ. And especially they mentioned that in the Bible, which talks, which is seen all over, like in John 1, the first letter, to, I don't know what that, how do you say that? 1 John 3, 2 uh, is why Christ appears and we shall see him as he is and we will want to be like him. That's what we should look for, not ice cream puppies. <laughs> also, though, uh, excuse me, then, for yeah. part of this is that also God will always take into account like our ignorance of how much we know, but also he'll take into account of how much we look for him. So say we have heard of the faith and say we are like the Catholics, we go to Mass every Sunday in that sense. But say we don't get any further from there. Say Bob goes to Mass every Sunday, goes to confession every once in a while. Say Bob doesn't do anything else. He will be held accountable for what he did not do. So sin of omission, which we've talked about in class. He will be talk, He will be judged on that fact that he didn't bother looking for there anymore. He was content with what he was, with sorry, with what he had, which he'll be judged on. Yeah, and it's important to remember that you don't have to be perfect when you go into heaven you just have to choose god and as seen in the catechism part one section two chapter three article 12 in lines 10 32 10 32 it says that it's in that those are purified to get into heaven if you're in good relationship with god but you're not pure yet so it's always reassuring to know that you still have a chance even if you're not perfect and even like what if you do go to purgatory you shouldn't see that as like um something like that you should regret um, cause at least like you realize that it's better than damnation. And like, at some point you, at least uh, with the exception of the case of the, the girl who is, will be in purgatory until the end of time. Um, like other than that case, um, you will eventually get to heaven and you will reach God at some point. Um, it's just up to, um, a year, like the rate at which you're purified of like what you've done and the degree, um, of your actions. Yes, and uh, so so we're coming to the end of our time slot on this place. And uh, so that's it from us today. Bye. Thank you, sirs. Thanks for joining the fan podcast. Yes, thanks for joining the fan podcast. Absolutely. Faith and morality, that's what it stands for, if you didn't know. I